Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Reborn Roughed Up podcast. My name is Wes Yee. I'm joined today by San Francisco Matt Armstrong. How's it going? And Sausalito Mike Roy. Better. We'll, we'll work on those nicknames uh, in episodes to come, but uh, better to start off uh, setting the bar low. So we are going to pick every game of the week uh, in NFL, and we'll talk about some futures as well this week. Uh, but first, uh, for the listeners who will be hearing this for the first time, um, let's give a little intro. So um, Matt, we can start with you. Uh, Matt Armstrong, Bay Area native, one-time winner, 2016 Week 13 champion of the uh, the pick'em pool that we're in with 200 people. Uh, you've been betting for, for how long? Um, well, you uh, drug me down into this hell uh, <laughs> probably, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago. Um, we started to go to Vegas practically once a month, and now I'm uh, a degenerate like everyone else. Yeah, he was an upstanding guy before uh, before he and I started going to Vegas, that's for sure. Definite character guy. Uh, Mike Roy, what about yourself? You and I have also had some uh, some gambling exploits in our day. Heck yeah. I guess it started with poker and like house cash games after school on weekends. Um, just, just for potato chips. <laughs> and Kyle Pastor's money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just like Army, NFL betting started a couple years ago with this uh, pick'em league. Um I haven't done a lot of like offshore online stuff yet. Don't have a, a Bavada account. I kind of just, when I go to Reno or Vegas for like bowling tournaments or golf tournaments, I'll bring some cash. Um, mostly it's just these pick em leagues and fantasy that I do. So not too much into betting. All right. Well, way to come through with uh, your expertise by saying that you're, start off the betting podcast by saying that you're not too much into betting. But uh... that doesn't mean that I'm wrong or it doesn't <laughs> mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, before we get fully started, actually, you know what? I'm thinking we hold our our gambling stories for the end, um, and we do kind of a a little uh, little story little story time at the end of the at the end of the pod. But so then, let's actually just jump right in and do the games. So we are in week. God, are we? Is this is this right? We're in week eight NFL already. So we're we're almost halfway halfway, halfway mark. Pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, at the halfway mark, we, we can uh, you know we'll, re- we'll reference this pool for uh, for the rest of the season just because it's kind of a nice way for us to track our progress and how we've been doing. But out of we were in this pool with 200 people, Mike Roy, you are sitting in 65th place at 53 and 53, and Army, you are uh, 54 and 52, tied for in a big uh, tie for 53rd place. Um, I've gotten off to a decent start, had a bad week last week, but I'm tied for 16th, 58 and 48. All right, week eight NFL lines. We will start with the Thursday night game. Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by three. Jay Cutler has broken ribs. That should mean Matt Moore is starting. Uh, Matt, let's go with you first. Yeah, I think... uh... I watched a good amount of the Dolphins uh, last week, and I think uh, Matt Moore actually looked pretty good. I mean, equally as effective as Jay Cutler did um, against the Jets, I believe. Um, this game is rather interesting since the Ravens look terrible. They they had, like, what, four field goals, and that's about it. Um, not sure why they're favored here. 
obviously they're at home, but I think the Dolphins have been playing relatively better than the Ravens. So I only take Miami in this game. Yeah, so Ravens were five and a half point underdogs at Minnesota last week, failed to cover, lost by eight, 24 to 16. The Dolphins coming into this game, this is a shocking statistic, are 14 and three in their last 17 games. So on quite quite a run. Wow. Right. Obviously, that includes games with Tannehill, but uh, they've been a reasonable team and are probably going to make the playoffs. So the, or the, the Ravens definitely don't look like they're going that direction. Pretty wild to think that the AFC East has the Dolphins at 4-2, and two, the Jets at 3-4, and four, the Pats looking good again at 5-2. and two. Um, you know, Much stronger division than, than typically, at least so far, so far in the season. Roy, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I'd say the Dolphins season has been, I don't know, shocking, surprising, like unsexy. Like, I don't know how they have a winning record with their point differential. I think they've been outscored and outgained in every game, maybe except for this last game. That's what I heard. Um, but yeah, like Matt was saying, uh, Jay Cutler, broken ribs, no problem. Matt Moore is perfectly competent. Uh, Ajay is running well. I just, I mean... It's this Ravens team. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get week to week. It's such a mystery. And I don't know. Like So you think no team is as bad as they look one week or as good as they look one week. So I think the Ravens, after this kind of terrible offensive blowout, not blowout last week, but just, you know, field goals, that they might bounce back with a homestand here. Um, even though the logic says Miami's a better team, I just think it's, a, it's just a flat three. Uh, and the Ravens somehow... Harbaugh will get his team together for a home game, home stand. Um, should be jumping. I, I guess the Ravens minus three is what is what I lean. Yeah, it doesn't sound like too much confidence, and I think it's hard to be confident in either of these teams. I mean, Miami sort of quarterback shuffle, spotty, you know, here and there. Um, and yeah, Ravens, Jekyll and Hyde kind of kind of team, bad defense. Totally. Um, yeah, not really any identity on offense. Flacco, kind of a coin flip guy. Uh, this one feels like a stay away for me. I mean, I, I think I, I if I had to, I'd probably lean Dolphins uh, just because I, I really don't like the Ravens team this year, but probably a stay away. Yeah, it's hard to lay points with the Ravens, so I guess just taking the points is probably the safe bet here. So next game is Vikings. Uh, technically, it's a home game for the Browns, but this one's actually going to be played in Twickenham in London. And this is a uh, Minnesota by nine and a half. Point spread against the winless Browns. Yeah, uh, Roy, let's start with you. Oh, geez. Who's starting for the Browns? Who's quarterback? Kaiser again? Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, nine and a half points. Nobody good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Joe Thomas Browns. on injured reserve yeah, out. after, uh, what, 10,000 straight snaps or something ridiculous? Yeah, something crazy. Um, hmm. I think the logic was play the better team in London games. Like last week, I thought the Cardinals were kind of on a roll and the better team, but you know, the Rams clearly better defense, better offense, the better team. I think the better team tends to come out in these London games. So Vikings, but nine and a half points is a lot. Um, I think I've just been burned so many times on the Browns um, that Minnesota should be the right side. Just, it's just will they cover? I don't know. Um, hmm. I say Minnesota. It's 
a lot of points. Roy's on Minnesota yeah. Army. What do you got? Yeah, I would probably take uh, Cleveland in this game. I mean, too many points. Uh, I'm still not really sold on the Vikings being a great team. Kind of had uh, some lucky breaks in their scheduling. Uh, but then again, Roy had a good point about the England games really up to who's the best team. Cleveland can't say that about any matchup. So I guess it's still too many points for yeah, it's true. It's a lot of points. Yeah, I don't have a great sense on these London games, and I, I kind of, yeah, I like the the sort of rule of better pick, just pick the better team, and 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 you know, in a London game, but and I've 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 often used the pick the better coach, and I would have to say in, in that case, I, you know, I, I'm not even sure who the Vikings coach is, but I know it's not Hugh Jackson, and Hugh Jackson is one in twenty two with the Browns as their head coach, um, so. If I had to go one way, I think it's it's also Vikings. Next game, Sunday 10 a.m. games. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers. Still still sounds weird to me. Um, at the New England Patriots. Patriots are 7.5-point favorites coming off of a big win uh, in the Super Bowl rematch. Chargers also coming off of a good win um, against the Denver Broncos, shutting them out um, in Los Angeles. So Chargers on the road, 7.5-point underdog. Uh, Let's take it away. Oh, Wes? All right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You're going to throw it on me. Um, I, you know. As our Pats fan here. <laughs> another game I probably will not, um, I will not bet. But uh, I, I have to say the, the rule I have lived by for a couple of years now is uh, fade the Chargers at home, bet the Chargers on the road. And even though the Chargers won at home and covered, of course, last week, um, I, I'll, I'll throw them in there this week. So seven and a half is a good number. Pats defense looked good last week. But, you know, not, not a great team. I won't watch this game because I, you know, if I were to have money on the Chargers, but I'll pick the Chargers, 7.5. Yeah, Army. This, uh, the classic Gill uh, plus seven points in New England that the Pats are not quite, quite so good at taking care of. Um, I think the Chargers are looking pretty good. That division is up in the air. Pats are probably going to go to the Super Bowl again. Oh, thanks um, for the jinx. So it's kind of uh, could be a good game. Um, I think seven points is a lot, and I would take the Chargers in this game. Yeah, seven and a half actually is the line there. So yeah. you you get the hook as well, Roy. Yeah, it's a sweep, three in a row for the Chargers. Easy, um, easy money, easy yeah. money. Throw it in there. I bet them season the win total over, and I just like hung my head when they started 0-4, just ready to rip up my ticket, but I don't know, this label streak they're on, they're playing well, a defense isn't isn't bad. I don't, yeah, it's a lot of points, and I think they can hang with the uh, Patriots for sure. What was the, the win total for them this year? Seven and a half. Hmm. So you are in, I'm in, tr- in the I'm realm of trouble. possibility. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're on pace. You're on pace. Chargers at three and four so far. Alright, next game, everyone's favorite San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Niners coming off of a blowout loss host uh, at home against the Cowboys after covering uh, four of their first six games despite losing um, losing them all. The uh, the Niners, six, six-and-a-half-point underdogs last week, get absolutely demolished. Um, we did try to record this podcast, and I do recall picking the Cowboys in that game. Uh, unfortunately, we lost that audio recording, so no one will be able to prove it. But 
Yeah, so Niners are 13-point underdogs at the Eagles. Eagles coming off of a very impressive um, Monday night victory against the Redskins. Uh, start us off, Army. Uh, again, I'm going to roll with uh, my 49 to cover. Uh, 13 points, a lot of points. Philly uh, is coming off two big injuries with uh, Peters and Hicks out for the season. Um, I think the Niners had a first play kickoff fumble on 20, and then I think a few plays later, Zeke ran for like 20 yards for a touchdown, and the game was practically over. I, you could see the demoralization in like the just no no interest in playing that game after the first couple of possessions against Dallas. Um, it's a young team, possibly capable of forgetting quickly. Uh, 13 points is a lot. I'm going with the Niners. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like Philly off that big win on primetime. It's, it's not a letdown spot, uh, but it's just, uh, yeah, with the injuries and um, – I think, you know, so Zeke obviously ran through SF, and I don't see Blunt doing that, or even Smallwood. So um, I, I think the, the Niners can for sure hang in this, um, a puncher's chance, as they say, and definitely that's a lot of points. So Niners in the points. Let's make it three of us. I take the points as well. 13 is a lot. Philadelphia, you know, it's they say betting, uh, betting sports is a lot like the stock market. You know, uh, you don't want to buy at the peak, and you want to <clears> – <throat> And I think there's some value here on the Niners. Philadelphia looking great. I think this is, you know, still still a great team and, and you know, definitely bound for the playoffs, but I'll take the points here as well. Yeah, is there any yeah. playing a five to one money line on the Niners here? I, is- I, I might sprinkle. I might I might sprinkle. If, if, if that's a big that's a that's a tall order, but you know, it's uh Eagles maybe overlook the Niners here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we'll see if we get a sprinkle in there. Or a sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, we got Bears at New Orleans Saints. Bears getting nine points on the road. Saints have looked like the Saints of old, running the ball effectively. Drew Brees has looked good. The Bears famously won last week against the Panthers despite completing only four passes in the entire game and only attempting seven passes. So they're really taking it back to the Tebow days. Um and again, it's it's Bears plus nine. Roy, your Bears. What do you got here? Hmm. My first thought would be to lean with the Bears and the points, um, but I think the Saints. Yeah, you're like on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. The balanced, uh, and I think it's the Saints' home road splits here that they're such a different team at home, um, and the Bears on the road after that big win. I think this is a letdown spot for the Bears. Um, I don't know if the Saints can cover but if breeze is breeze of old and they start putting up points it can add up quick and actually i think the defense is going to stop mitchell like you know he didn't throw anything last week so um I, I i think the saints defense will be good for this one and saints should cover at home all right Go ahead, giving him. up on his bears yeah uh <laughs> we have roy uh basically betting against the bears every week and they're having a good time covering, so I guess that's probably hurting Roy in, in the long run. But yep. uh, I think um, the Saints have looked good. They've also had um, lucky scheduling with injuries going up against uh, second-string quarterbacks, but I guess you could probably say Trubisky is not a number-one quarterback. 
Um, in New Orleans, a lot of points, but I would also go with the Saints in this game. Woohoo! I'm going to go the other way. I, I don't like anything about the Bears, uh, but I think that the, the line is, is too big. You know, people, what is the most obvious handicap of this game? I think it's what we just said, right, is the Bears come into this game with a quarterback who threw seven passes and only completed four. The, the line has to be inflated. You know, the, the casual better has got to be looking at that. That's the first thing they see. Chicago, they have no quarterback. How could they keep up with the Saints? Um, let's, let's lay the nine. So I will be playing contrarian, and I will jump on the Bears, and I will not watch the game. And I'll hopefully be pleasantly surprised when they uh, get two defensive touchdowns and, and somehow cover. Yeah, I, I will say that uh, Chicago's defense has been actually – pretty good uh they made cam newton look pretty mediocre and lost last um i think just the home field advantage really gives the saints this edge here yeah um but i if you know this becomes just a a low scoring nothing game i think it's possible but i think the saints are kind of rolling here and nine shouldn't be a problem Mm-hmm. Yep, can't can't disagree with with any of that. All right, next game we've got Indy getting ten and a half points at the Cincinnati Bengals. Indy coming off of uh, another loss, and the Bengals coming off of another loss. This is a fascinating line with the ten and a half. Uh, yes, the Colts got uh, shut out by Jacksonville last week, but you can't possibly say that Cincinnati is valued at 10 point favorites um in any game in the nfl i think uh dalton has looked terrible obviously brissette has been bad but you're getting yes and in the hook and i think you got to go with the cold yeah what do you got roy yeah for sure um totally agree i think another big thing which is interesting that marco mentions is the hangover effect by playing the steelers that you know, it's, it's such a physical game, and after they play the Steelers, it's like a, a letdown sort of a defensively that they're just so beat up that the Bengals can't. I mean, you know, it's just that's a lot of points. Um, even though they're home, I think Indy and Brissett is very competent, and they, they should cover this or keep it close. Yeah, agreed. I, uh, I This is actually the only game of the week that I've already bet, um, and I actually bet it at 10, thinking it would go down because the line was so ridiculous. Uh, so to see that it's actually gone up and they're giving the hook now is it's crazy. People hate this Indianapolis team, which, yeah, they're bad, and the coach is bad. Um, but but I think 10.5, like you said, Army, this you can't lay 10.5 with a team like Cincinnati. They're, they're horrible. Um, so take the points. Won't watch the game. All right, next so, game. Uh, I think you could say that about a lot of games. <laughs> Just every matchup has, you know, not not anywhere close to an elite quarterback. I'd say there's probably only like four or five maybe, and half of them are injured. Um, most games have been just low-scoring uh, bore fests that come down to turnovers and, you know, who has the better kicker. Um, but these two teams are just so terrible. Um, ten and a half points. I think it's even possible that the Bengals just lose outright. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. I hear it. I hear another sprinkle here, potentially. All right, next 10 o'clock game, we've got the Falcons at the Jets. Falcons 
have now lost, what, two straight bad games. Um, lost to the Patriots pretty badly, convincingly, and, and then blew that game against your Bears. Uh, so Falcons at 3-3, three and three, Jets at 3-4. and four. The Jets are getting four and a half points as a home underdog, hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons tied for, um, tied for last place. Oh, no, sorry. One game ahead of the Bucks in last place in the NFC South. Jets at 3-4 and four in last place in the NFC East. So surprising, uh, surprising bo- both teams surprising this year. One in the negative, one in the positive. Uh, Roy, who do you like here? I'll let you go ahead and start with this one. <laughs> You're killing my rotation. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to say that um, I will pick the Jets and four and a half. The Falcons offense has been terrible this year. Um, you know, a team that basically couldn't score under 30 last year has just scuffled so badly under uh, their new offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. And uh, I don't I don't know that this is where they figured it out. Road, road game at New York. No, I, I think Atlanta probably gets healthy when they when they come home, get back inside their dome, kind of regroup, and uh, and so I'll take the Jets. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't know if this is a place where we can use the can't stop a fart with the Falcons <laughs> defense, but um, I think the Jets are actually competent. They can move the ball. They can put up points, um, and they're getting points at home, four and a half, beyond the hook, and yeah, I like the Jets. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Josh McCown looked pretty good for the first half of uh, a game last week. I think he's a reasonable quarterback, which is just the state of the game right now. If you have a 15-year-old veteran who won't throw the ball away on the last play of the fourth quarter and lead to overtime, you could win some games. Uh, Obviously, he does that, so hard to say. The Falcons have looked bad. But, yeah, I don't see them being an outdoor I think I we just go with the Jets. Oh, I feel like we actually just talked me into the Falcons. So much negative, <laughs> so much negative uh, on that side right now. They've looked so bad. I mean, what would this have been before the season started? Seven and a half? Ten? What, their win total? No, the line. Atlanta at oh. Jets. I mean, it had to be big, right? I mean, Falcons maybe were class of the NFC. Jets were considered, you know, maybe they can't win a game. I, I got to think yeah, this would have been guys what makes the Jets good and what makes the Falcons bad I you can say the Falcons offense has looked bad but uh it's the same pieces right so when are they going to figure it out I I think I'm talking myself into the Falcons here this line feels like a trick uh, mm. Mm. I I'll think I'll on it <laughs> getting 10 points on on the swing so I guess if that's how you feel, then yeah, yeah, I would. I guess you would go with that. Too much of a too much of a shift in the power ranking. All right. Well, I might, I might, I might change my pick here. Um, okay. Next game we've got Panthers at Bucks. Panthers coming off of a pretty terrible loss against the Bears. They are two point underdogs facing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston was battling a shoulder injury, but still looked good last week. The Panthers are four and three. The Bucks are two and four. Bucks really, uh, their season's on the line here at two and four. I think if, if they lose this, you could probably cross them off. Um, they go to New Orleans the following week. So, what do you got here, Army? 
Um, yeah, I, I can't figure out what's wrong with the Buccaneers or the Panthers here. They're both notoriously good against each other. I like the line being two. It's definitely going to be a close game. These teams like to play hard against each other. Um, if I was actually going to bet this game, I might go with the under. Uh, it's currently sitting at 44 and a half. Um, but it's sitting at two. I don't think I bet this game because it's probably going to be a field goal game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feels like a crapshoot. I'll take the points with the Panthers. All right. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel. It's It can go either way. I'm not sure what the head-to-head matchup is between these two teams like in the past couple of years. Um, but it's sort of like what kind of Cam Newton are you going to get? Um, You're not tuning in every week for Bucks panthers <laughs> I do have shares of Cam in almost every fantasy league, so I was <laughs> big on a Cam bounce back this year. Uh, you can get him late, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I don't know. It's I, I still believe... And I think after that embarrassing loss that they're going to regroup and he's going to hopefully play well, play hard. So I'll take the points. Yeah, but it's going to be a field goal game. I lean with the Carolina bounce back. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely buying low on them. They looked absolutely terrible last week. Uh, still no Luke Keekley though. So definitely True. a, a strips a piece off, off their, uh, their or defense. Or Greg Olson, he's still down. Hmm. Yeah, so I lean, I lean Carolina also, um, but not a strong play either. I, I have to say, this week's I, I loved last week's uh, slate. This week's I do not like at all. All right, we've got Raiders at Bills. Raiders getting three points here. Buffalo is having a good season. Four and two. Raiders, a little bit disappointing. Three and four. They've lost four. Um, sorry, they lost four in a row and then won one. Uh, beating the Chiefs on Thursday night, unless I'm mistaken. And so they are now three-point underdogs here. Derek Carr is back. Um, Army, why don't you go first? Yeah, I'm just going to take the points. Uh, the Raiders looked good against the Chiefs in the second half. Maybe they'll have that momentum, of course. Uh, sports fans love to talk about it. Um, the Bills also finally got their forced uh, scores from uh, McCoy this week, so they're also uh, a little high on themselves. I think it's just walk away with the points. Not really a huge fan of this game. Yeah, Bills have um, won all three games at home this year. I was leaning Oakland too, but I think tough, tough division game against KC, maybe Buffalo. Buffalo covers the three here. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Bills. All right. Yeah, I'm on the Bills too. Sorry if I, if I skipped yeah. here. Um, I, only only two one o'clock games this week, uh, but they're both they're both barn barn burners. We've got the Texans go to Seattle, and they are five and a half point underdogs against the Seahawks. Seahawks notoriously good against rookie quarterbacks, but Houston has a very special rookie quarterback. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Seahawks laying the five and a half. Um, you know, I think I've I've ridden with Seattle for a few years now, and and I'll, and I'll stick with them here. I think tough tough place to play for a rookie quarterback. Tough, really tough defense. Probably the toughest they, they'll they'll see this year is Seattle at home. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Roy. Uh, with Seattle, oh, no, they weren't on a bye. They beat the Giants. Um, yeah, Seattle back home for sure. That environment. 
the noise of the I don't know what Kaiser's I mean sorry uh, Watson has faced defenses like this um he faced the Alabama defense <laughs> yeah uh yeah I'm on Seattle on the points I think it I I don't trust the Seattle offense but I I don't think Houston will put up points here so um I think they cover Seattle covers Mm, interesting. I think I'm going to take the other side. I think uh, Seattle's offense is pretty piss poor, and I would actually – I'm not saying that they won't win this game, but I think it's more going to be a field goal game than a touchdown game. And just that two-and-a-half fudge of the numbers, I think I like Houston here. All right. Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. Um... Yeah, he's played in big games. He's played in loud stadiums, uh, you know. It's definitely a different factor, but I think uh, Seattle's offense has been rather weak. This feels like the type of game where you'll know a lot five minutes into the game. If Seattle you know, goes 80 yards and scores a touchdown, it probably snowballs out of control, um, and, and vice versa. If, if Houston you know, puts together a drive, now we've got a, a little grind fest. Um, so maybe a live betting opportunity on this one. Uh, we'll just have to see. The other... I feel like it could also go like the Colts game, but when the Colts were at the Seahawks, it was like 18-18, like in the third quarter, mm, like the yeah. Colts game, and all of a sudden it was like 27 points in the blink of an eye, two pick sixes, and then it was like spiraling out of control. So I think it could be close first half for sure as they kind of like feel each other out, and Watson kind of, you know, picks and fights his way through the defense, and then maybe second half it can get out of control. Mm. All right. Yeah, definitely a game worth watching. All right, next afternoon game, the only other afternoon game, Cowboys-Redskins, one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL. Cowboys at the Washington Redskins are two-point road favorites. Roy, why don't you start us here? Oh, boy. Um, hmm. Washington, back-to-back tough division games. Uh, I watched a lot of the game uh, last Monday night, uh, Washington-Philly. I thought Washington came out strong. They marched down the field. Uh, they're not running the ball. Uh, Chris, and uh, Chris Thompson wasn't, I think, as effective as he has been. I feel he kind of shut them down. But I, I still believe um, Cousins is legit and can move this offense. Um, usually these NFC East games are just a field goal either way. So, that, so hence last week being, you know, five and a half or six, whatever it was, was like, this is crazy, too many points. But, of course... Philly covers. Um, here, Zeke is playing. Um, I think Dallas, seeing how Philly is kind of running away with the division, has, has something to prove more so than Washington. Uh, I think there's just too many questions about Cousins and the contract and the skins, and they suffered a lot of injuries last Monday night. Like, a lot of pe- people went down. I don't know if their two offensive linemen are going to be playing. I think Dallas just has the momentum coming in, and they're running the ball well that it's going to be Dallas covering. Use the M word, momentum. What do you think, Army? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair to say that they slaughtered the 49ers. Redskins had a really tough second half on Monday. Um, I think this is like a, a nice trick line where they, they want to try and keep you uh, kind of safe here. I think Dallas is just the better team, and they're they are playing um, 
pretty well now with the the cloud of Zeke's suspension kind of kicked down the road a little farther. Um, but then again, they everyone looks good against the Niners, so I I think that's kind of a false narrative. Um, I think this is just going to be a close game. Uh, the totals at fifty and a half. I I think that's rather low actually um, for these kinds of games. They they seem to like to get into shootouts. And I think it's possible that this goes much higher eventually of a line. Um, mm-hmm. If I have a team, I'll, yeah, I'll go with the Cowboys. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the rule and, and take the short home favorite. I'll take, I'll take, I'm sorry, the short home dog and I'll take the skins. I think uh, I like the Dallas. I like Dallas for every reason you guys said, I think Washington looked bad. The market is down on them. This is probably a closer game than two. Um, given the home field for, for Washington, I think it's probably should be more like a pick em, but, uh, so I'll take this, I'll take the points. I'll take the skins. All right. Sunday night game Steelers at the lions Steelers all of a sudden looking like a good team again. Roethlisberger looking like the old Roethlisberger Steelers are a three point favorite at Detroit. Um, I know where I'm going with this one already. It was one of the first games that jumped off the page to me. Uh, I will take Detroit as the home underdog. I think they've got a, uh, you know, they've got the type of team that can score with anyone. And at three and three, they, they if they want to keep pace in the division, um, this is this is a big game for them. And uh, home underdog getting the full three. I'm I'm in I'm in with uh, I'm gonna ride with with Stafford. And he's even if they don't he doesn't deliver, he's always he's always got a shot at a good backdoor cover. <laughs> yeah, he sure loves loves his. Uh... His covers. I I would agree that uh, Detroit looks good here. Uh, three points is is pretty good in Detroit. Detroit's actually a, a solid home team. Um, Pittsburgh known for their letdowns outside the division, and uh, I think yeah, three is good. I think it's worth noting that in our Pick'em League, it's two and a half is the lock line. Um, I don't think that changes my vote for the Lions also at home. Um, one thing to note that I'm trying to figure out the math on are teams coming out of the bye. Uh, the Lions had a bye last week, and I feel like the teams coming off a bye have not performed well. Like the classic case was Denver at home against the Giants, the winless Giants, and it's like Denver plus all these points. Like, of course, they like they're rested, they're fresh, and then they get blown out. And here, like a Detroit coming off a bye, they're going to be fresh, playing you know playing a Pittsburgh team that, that, that just fought a tough a division game. But I don't know. Um, it's interesting that maybe this this bucks the trend of oh yeah, these fresh teams off the buy is a good thing. Um, but I still like the Lions at home, getting if it's two and a half or three for sure. All right, we're all on the points again. Seems like a common theme this week. And then our Monday night game, the all of a sudden not very good Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs seven and a half point favorite. Um, against their division rivals. Seems like a lot of points to me. I have not liked anything that I've seen, which has not been much because they have really not shown up for their last two games. Um, from the Broncos, they have not delivered, but seven and a half points in a division game. Um, I'll take I'll take the Broncos and, and probably uh, regret it, but but I'll, I'll, roll, with this, I'll roll yeah I'll roll with uh, with the Simeon. All right, yeah, I'll jump in. Seven and a half points is too much for a division game. Um, these teams always find a way to make it close. It doesn't matter what kind of dog shit they put out on the field. Um, Kansas City agreed has kind of 
choked away uh, games the past, uh, past couple weeks. Um, it's, it's it's definitely a good line. Um, I think they are capable of being a seven and a half point favorite over the Broncos, but um, I think th- this is just a close division game again. Yeah, this will be one where I watch the game and hold my breath as I bet Denver and the points and just, I don't know, it's, I think it's too soon to say that the Denver season is on the line here, but if Casey wins and goes 6-2 and two and, yeah, it's just, it, it can spiral out of control quick. I think Denver has, with back-to-back sort of embarrassments, that uh, Denver will come out here fighting and keep it close for sure. Close game, it's way too many points. I'll take Denver. All right. A lot of consensus here. I'm, I'm not sure uh, whether to like that or not like that. Um, but it seems like we're taking the points in, in a lot of these matchups. So best of luck to those of you betting week eight. Those of you in Pick'em Leagues, uh, feel free to jump in. Let us know how you did. We will, of course, do this again next week and let you know how we did. But before we wrap up, I do want to look at the futures. Um, so we have uh, – we've been known to throw – thing too. Oh, oh like, you want to pick a best bet? Like, yeah, sure. Like pick – like a lock of the week that we all thinking sort of just crack. All right. Roy's rock solid rock. Uh, well, that's a bad rock solid lock of the week. What do you got? It's your idea. Let's see. I I really like Buffalo here. Buffalo over Oakland laying the points, especially with Marshawn Lynch, his really dumbass getting suspended for a game with his longest run of the year from the sidelines to the middle of the field to get ejected. Like. <laughs> I don't know what that guy's doing. I, I think this is a good spot for Buffalo. They play well at home. They cover almost every game, laying less than a field goal for our league. I'm, I'm locking on Buffalo. All right. Some love for the Bills. I think you talked me into the Bills. Army, what do you got? Uh, I think I'm going with the Colts uh, against the Bengals. Um, ten and a half points, too much. Uh, Colts looked as bad as they possibly could this past weekend. Um, don't like the Bengals. Enjoy. <laughs> that, that was going to be mine too, as that is the game that I've already bet. Um, but since you took it, I won't. I won't jump on that on that one as well. So let me just take a look here. You know what? Our conversation—it's so weird. We all picked the Jets, and it all talked me into it. And I switched. I flip flopped. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump on the Falcons. I think there's a lot of value there. Look ahead line. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it was. I feel like it had to have been. You know, at least seven and a half. And so if you're if you're cutting under two key numbers there to get to minus four and a half, that's all they have to cover against a bad team. This is this. I think this is where the Falcons get healthy and show that there's still there's still some pieces of of the team that went to the Super Bowl and and was a you know half a quarter away from winning last year. So let's yeah, do it. Sure. I'll take the Falcons. All right, <clears throat> good session. Let's let's touch on some futures. So I, I definitely don't want to go through all of them here, but there are definitely some interesting ones, um, both division winners, Super Bowl futures. Um, I know one that we talked about last week and that I, I ended up getting a little bit in on was the, the L.A. Rams um, to win the NFC West. That was a plus 350 number last week. Uh, they won convincingly against the Cardinals, and now it's plus 150. So at 5-2, and two, the L.A. Rams in first place right ahead of the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks and Rams both have fairly tough schedules, so they're, they're, you know no, by no means is that um, in the clear, uh, especially with Seattle, uh, you know, as the favored team and, and, you know, a long history of being a strong team. Um, but that was one that I, I like, and I think the Rams, the Rams are a decent bet. Is there anything on this page that you guys like? 
But that was funny because I was all over the Cardinals last week prior to that game that I thought they were like, what, plus 500 or something? AP thought, pack. Yeah. Well, then Carson Palmer <laughs> breaks his arm. And it's like, yeah. I, I, Get out of here. I think we, uh, we have a lot to see about the NFC West. Still, Seattle is favored. I think, yeah, it's going to be neck and neck down the road. And it's going to come down who wins uh, their face-offs uh, later in the season. So, I mean, basically, you could just bet those games straight up. I'm sure um, the Rams may or may not be favored. Uh, a margin of uh, plus or minus 50 points is not, not so much uh, that I would put it down for a future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like think the, the I was saying the 350 was a, a really good number. 150 this week seems like now it's, it's too cheap. Yeah, for not sure. Not enough value. Uh, yeah, that was one that jumped out to me too. So the oh, Saints insane. are actually plus 240. Falcons still favored to win the NFC South and Panthers above them uh, at plus 160 and plus 200 respectively. So the Saints are the third favorite in the NFC South, plus 240. Still not getting huge value, but for a team that they've definitely, I think, looked the best of those teams thus far. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot that remains to be played. They're only played. They've only played six games. So. I think if they lose to the Bears, actually outright at home, that might jump up considerably. And they still haven't played. You know, like it's a non-division game, and I can see that jumping up to I don't know plus four hundred, maybe even five hundred, and then maybe that's when you can cash in. And then they start playing, you know, Panthers and and a division games. And if they can beat them, then it's like just a bonus money there. So you're a real believer in this team. The Saints or the Bears? The Saints. Of of the three bets here and the lines, the plus two forty for the Saints, I I kind of like where they're at. Yeah. So the Saints have beaten Carolina and they've beaten Miami, they've beaten Detroit and they've beaten Green Bay, who of course lost Aaron Rodgers um, so far. So still but, some but tough it's games lately, ahead. and it's on a roll. Yeah, so yep. they start off poor, but now kind of putting together. So I think more it's it's kind of yeah it's that M word, and they're playing good ball defense and offense is complementary. Yeah. Yep. It's, that looks like definitely. It'll be decided inside the division. They still have <clears throat> uh, two games with Atlanta um, upcoming. So, I think the another one to, to look at is Cowboys Eagles. How much does that swing after this weekend? Um, say Dallas wins, does it cut it back down to like somewhere around three hundred range? Um, they, I mean, even if the Eagles lose, they would still be up two wins, um, but. You're definitely getting some value off of that one game outcome. Uh, it's hard to bet that without knowing Zeke's future. If he is going to be gone six games, um, it's kind of tough. Eagles have been known to, to to fade late. I mean, they had the famously with Chip Kelly some real big collapses um, yeah. after hot starts. But you know, 600 feels like a lot, but then you look at the standings and think, man, they've really got to. Cowboys do still have their cut work, uh, their work cut out for them. To try to catch up um, to the six and one Eagles, but how about those uh, Jacksonville Jaguars plus two hundred? That mm-hmm. division's kind of wide open too. Like that, that's a cool bet. Yeah, I, I don't know if I love any of those teams. <laughs> yeah, it's hard uh, to put faith in either of those offenses. Yeah, Texans have looked good, of course, with the rookie quarterback, but their defense hasn't been good. Uh, Jags have a good defense, but then you're you know you're backing Blake Bortles. Titans, Mariota can't stay healthy. Their defense has been terrible. It's rough, yeah. Yeah, hard to say that one. I, I don't I don't feel great about that one. AFC North, 
Steelers minus 1400. Seems like that's just a foregone conclusion. Patriots minus 2000. Any interest in any team besides the Pats in the AFC East? Bills and Dolphins, both four and two, just half a game back of the Pats. You're getting 10 to one on the Bills and 18 to one on the Dolphins. I think the Bills and Dolphins are, are good teams. It's just the Pats are going to win that division. Like it's if you're betting odds to win the division, it's so hard to like. They can't beat the Pats, but I think Bills will make the playoffs. If you didn't have, if you didn't have, uh, you know, 16 years of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick of history, and you just looked at what you've seen this year, do you think this is these numbers are right? Uh, probably not. Uh, assuming the Pats and Bills face one more time, that's a easy swing of a thousand right there. So Dolphins still play my uh, New England twice. True. Bills have only one. No, the Bills. They have both both teams still get the Pats twice. So it's definitely against the Pats. So I don't, yeah, I don't think you get rich betting against the Pats, but eighteen to one. You know the Dolphins. Ah, 18 feels like a... If, if, if they played this season out from here on to the end 18 times, you don't think the Dolphins win once? No, I think they have um, quarterback problems. And yeah. uh, they're, they're capable of beating uh, the Jets, but I don't think they're capable of beating the Pats. Fair enough. Anything on the uh, Super Bowl or conference odds? Let's take a peek. So your Super Bowl favorites are the Pats, Eagles, Steelers, Chiefs, Seahawks, and then uh, those same teams, of course, um, odds to win the conference. Let's see if there are any Falcons sixteen to one to win the Super Bowl. Vikings sixteen to one. I mean, the Seahawks plus a thousand, and Chiefs at plus a thousand. That's that's interesting. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, other than the, I guess Dallas, New Orleans are kind of uh, mm. twenty to ones, but um, that's going to be a real tight race for that final wild card spot for you to go with Dallas. Um, but the Saints, they're they're going to win their division, um, and you know if it's a if it's a offensive playoffs. They have uh, one of the best. Yeah, give me Drew Brees any day. Yeah, where is the Super Bowl this year? Uh, is it in Indy? That sounds right. Yeah, or is it maybe Houston? I can. We can. We have Google for this. Indianapolis. So Indianapolis, and they just announced the uh, halftime show. You see that? Oh yeah, Timberlake, right? Woo! Yeah, that is something I will not be watching. <laughs> for a nip slip i'm sure is uh, gonna be up there it's in minnesota yeah oh that's right fascinating all right well i think we've i think we've done it on nfl uh but before we go um army you and i have action on uh, on a real sport and that of course is uh, the league of legends world championship we've had uh long running futures now for for weeks and uh, the, tournament, the tournament has finally reached its semifinal stage. Both of our big bets, 
uh, SK Telecom T1 and Samsung Galaxy are still alive. The two Korean teams are both facing Chinese teams this week. Uh, both are favored. Uh, we have big futures on, uh, well, you and I both have futures on SKT, and I have a, a monster future on Samsung. Um, any uh, any thoughts, anything for, for the casual bettors here who might want to dip their toe into the water of, uh, of League of Legends esports betting? Yeah, I think um, both Chinese teams are actually, yeah, they have a bunch of puncher's chance here. Um, SKT has looked uh, beatable. Um Losing to European teams is uh, not not something they haven't done before, um, but uh, the Chinese Chinese folks have have always uh, dreamed of a day to of finally beating a Korean team in the semifinals. Um, this this could be the year. I think I I would. I know you have your your big Samsung bet, but I think World Elite is actually. Um, they they have a better shot than RNG to upset SKT, I think. You were impressed by their near loss to Cloud9, NA powerhouse Cloud9, that more impressive than Samsung's 3-0 sweep of the number one overall seed? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> Fair was, enough. Uh, highly, highly overrated. Fair um, enough. Yeah, so I if I wasn't already so invested in these, I think um, I would be pouring money more money in on, and I still might um, on the uh, on the Korean teams. I think uh, the Chinese teams have looked good; they've done what they were supposed to, um, from my perspective. You know, second best region, they've performed the second best, um, but but I they have not they have not uh, they have not, still not shown uh, that they are better than Koreans in in five game sets, and uh, until they do. I will I will ride or die with my friends on SKT and, and Samsung, and I'll look for I'll look forward hopefully to a rematch of last year's um, final, which was tremendous, and uh, and I'll be pulling for Samsung. Yeah, I, th- I think if you just want to parlay the two Korean teams, uh, you're getting one to one odds on that, so uh, basically doubling up your money. Pretty obvious, going to be easy for the Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> you're jinxing it. You're jinxing us, but but I like it. All right. Well, we'll cross our fingers and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks guys.